0: Welcome to Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. My name is Michael Tumlin, and I'm a graphic designer, videographer, and creative looking to learn as much as I can in all creative industries. Every week I sit down with different creatives to hear their stories, their processes, and learn how to be a better creative. This show is full of real conversations with real creatives, bringing you real advice as you navigate the creative industry. My name is Michael Tumlin, and you're listening to Creatively Brief. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Creatively Brief, a podcast for creatives by creatives. I'm your host, Michael Tumlin, and I'm happy to welcome creative director at UCF Marketing, Ron Boucher, to today's show. Hey, Ron, how are you doing?
1: Hey, Michael. Great. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. Uh, we've had just a slew of technical difficulties and Ron has been awesome and super patient with me, uh, logged on today and all of my Adobe was completely uninstalled from my computer. Just absolutely crazy. So I appreciate your patience. I appreciate you being here and I'm super excited to jump into today's episode.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. You know, stuff happens. That's It, the it really that in sometimes, the business. Yeah.
0: sometimes it'd be like that. Uh, Perfect. Well, before we dive into anything uh, too deep about your work or anything like that, can you give us a little bit of overview sort of, uh, you know, who you are, what you do, where you're at in your career and sort of what you're working on lately?
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, my name is Ron Boucher. I've um, been in this business in one uh, form or another for almost 30 years. I'm a graduate of UCF class 92. Good Ooh, night. charge on. Yeah, charge on brother. And um, so uh, I started out uh, on the design side. Um, really had a, a love and a passion for that. Um, that has kind of evolved naturally over different periods of time through mm. working with mostly Push uh, for the past twenty years up until I moved to UCF in mm. twenty fifteen. But um, yeah, I mean, going from a, a designer all the way up to a creative director, role into you know uh, leading a team um, in both places and. Uh, all, the, all the great things that come along with that. And um, probably the biggest thing that I, I, I've, I, I love about the job right now is sort of, you, you know, you shift from, uh, you, using the word selfish is a little weird, you know, but yeah. for designers, you know, you work for yourself. And I think when you're yeah. first starting out, you're just trying to like, um, you know, get your groove and figure out what what you like and kind of what what, you know, that turning other people on to your work Right. In turn, makes you feel real good about it, and moving into a creative director role where you you kind of get the satisfaction now more off the team succeeding and seeing their work grow and develop and yeah and ultimately become successful. So, well, I you know still like to be hands on. Still like to do my own thing as well. Yeah. Um, just because I think that keeps me honest and uh, lets the team know that. I'm not all hot air that I can actually do some of this
0: stuff. So (laughs) That's funny. No, I think, you know, when you're a young designer and and it's something I feel I talk about on the show all the time, there's, you know, imposter syndrome out there. I think to a degree, it's almost like you got to prove to yourself you're good enough. Uh, And then maybe as you kind of mature in your design and in your career Mm -hmm. and stuff, you're able to kind of look at those team successes. Um, I know when I was kind of getting into, uh, getting into design and getting into the program and stuff, creative direction was something I was super interested in. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think the reason being that I really like kind of like it, and you can correct me if I'm completely wrong, right? Because I, I don't know mm-hmm. what you do every single day, but I know if yeah. marketing does more than just design. So there are things like video out there that you at least yeah. you can have your hands in and stuff. And I, I kind of like the idea of being able to work in all those different areas, as opposed to maybe just doing design. means um, yeah. you know, hands-on or kind of just helping direct the people who are maybe actually like, you know, cutting the video themselves. But uh, Mm -hmm. I think that's something that's really cool. And I think we're going to get into that a little bit later in the show. Um, But I I think the creative director position specifically is a really cool one.
1: Yeah. Well, it just comes back to the idea is king, right? Right. In any kind of creativity. And, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, the sooner you learn that and you... uh, design is just one avenue of executing a really great idea so right um you know if you start there everything else just kind of becomes a big fat toolkit for you to use uh you know to kind of execute against. so yeah and i think that's kind of what creative direction is is kind of knowing you know a little bit about that and what works
0: right yeah absolutely so what was your first introduction to design? When did you kind of first have that moment where yeah. whether you saw someone else doing it or maybe you looked at a poster and realized someone's got to make that, but what was the first kind of introduction where you realized, oh, this is like a thing I could do?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it started early. I, I mean, you know, I'm in my 50s. So like in the 70s, you know, and I, this is probably not a unique answer at all because I think a lot of people <laughs> probably come from the space of like music, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I have older brothers and sisters and you know, um, my life was a lot like dazed and confused with my older siblings, you know? So, um, <laughs> you know, looking at album art and, um, you know, like bands like kiss, you know, I mean, yeah. the, the more graphic is kiss, you know, it's like, I remember drawing that, you know, being in like fourth, fifth grade and, you know, those, those faces and the makeup and the Van Halen, you know, V and H yeah, and you know, all the, yeah. all the cool album rock art that was kind of, and that's where I remember kind of being like, know there's some really cool people that are are building this stuff and you know and then of course loving the music growing up and stuff it just sort of evolved into you know wow there's something here i might not have realized it that early yeah Um, in fact i don't know if i realized it until i was probably in high school where like you start hearing about careers like in commercial art you know that kind of stuff and and then uh, thinking about college and what i originally wanted to get into like uh, more filmmaking and being a director and what i thought i could do there but um, yeah, it just turned out, um, UCF had just started a like a fledgling film program in right. 90, 1990, mm-hmm. and uh, I it was very <laughs> exclusive, it was a partnership with Universal. Mm-hmm. And I had um applied to get into that program, it was only like 15 people, anyway. I didn't get into the program, right, as luck would have it, and I got into the school though, so I literally sat down with a course catalog was like shit i'm not in the film program now what are I gonna do <laughs> so it's like hey graphic design right i could do that i've drawn my whole life you know I'm right get at it um so let's give that a whirl so yeah I slapped together a portfolio and got into the design program and awesome. kind of just went from there yeah that's awesome.
0: Yeah. I, I've had a lot of people on the show that all come from music backgrounds. And I yeah. always say that's where I came from. Uh, yeah. I was into 21 pilots music and I used to make, I also still have, I say it all the time. I'll have to show the people who listen someday, but I have yeah. uh, uh, the first poster I ever made up on my wall and it's just atrocious. It's the worst yeah. thing, but it sits yeah. right above my bed. And I was literally looking at it one day this week and I was looking at it thinking, I was like, maybe I should like redesign it and see what I could do now. <laughs> Cause I, I mean, at the time I would have been I would have been under 16 years old cause I didn't have uh-huh. a MacBook yet. So, I mean, I didn't yeah. know anything, um, yeah. but no, that's really cool. That's really, really cool. Um, and, and then looking at it, right. So you kind of, you get introduced to design, right. You don't get into the, mm-hmm. the film program. So you go for design instead. Uh, yeah. Was creative direction on your radar at all, or were you kind of going into this thinking I'll just go be a designer and then creative direction just kind of came up afterwards.
1: No, I, I think, you know, once you learn the natural progression of things and um creative direction was something i wanted to shoot for um not fully understanding maybe what all that meant because right. I, I started out you know i worked for used to be the tampa tribune for a while it was like my first real design job outside yeah. of an ad agency internship and stuff but um you know and and having a creative director as a boss and yeah you know i guess it's hats off to the people you meet in your life that sort of sort of influence and inform you you know like hey they're a really cool person. Um, I like their job. I like what they do. You know, they get it. They understand what I'm doing right now. Um, Still have the skills and the know how on another level. So yeah, I kind of of recognize pretty early. that Yeah, that's the path that I kind of wanted to do.
0: Yeah, yeah very cool I'm like I said I'm super excited to dig into that um, I have had another creative director well he might have been art director I think he was a creative director though uh, Brad Flaherty um, and mm-hmm. I remember talking and so I I it's been a while though he would have been episode like eight so it's been a yeah. long time that, that's a year and a half ago just about um, so yeah. I'm excited to dig into it again and ask yeah. you some questions yeah. and I know I've been uh, I've been through UCF marketing with GdSA in the past mm-hmm. uh, and I was talking to you before about how you spoke at Citrus space or design conference so I've, I've had a little bit of interaction with you so this is cool yeah. this is cool it's a little bit of a different vibe for the show. I'm excited for it. Um, sure. so then looking, one of the big things you do, uh, at UCF marketing is you work on Pegasus magazine. Uh, and that's, uh, I mean, I guess obviously that's a magazine. Um, my mom actually still gets some cause she's an alumni, which is pretty yeah, cool. When I, yeah. I got my first copy, I think at graduation as an alumni, since I had walked across the stage. So that was pretty cool. Um, but, uh, is layout something that you were always kind of interested in or did that kind of evolve as you got into UCF marketing?
1: No, I mean, well, you got to realize, you know, I started working in 92, yeah, you know, and so there was a whole lot of digital going around back then. So yeah, there right, was right. a lot of layout, you know, I started a newspaper, you know, for God's sake. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean the allure of, you know, the blank page is special and it always will be, I think. Now even if it may be a, a a computer, it's still the same thing, you know. Yeah. Um but putting something down in print, that was really pretty cool too, seeing your work as a physical tangible thing. Yeah. Um I still get your my yas you know, when a Pegasus comes out, you know, and you're like, yeah. "Hey, there we go. This is pretty cool." Yeah. Um you know, Pegasus magazine is is a special thing. Um and we fight to keep it uh, in the budget and keep it printed. It's large format. Mm-hmm. So it's a really nice, from a design standpoint, You know, it has real presence and um, a, a great canvas to kind of do great stuff on. Um, yeah. And what I love best about it though, and this is kind of a, another part of you know what makes being a creative director so great is, when it, it gives my team a chance to like really come together and shine, it's an all yeah. hands on deck thing because we're a small team. And we put out this, you know, forty-eight page magazine three times a year. That's a big undertaking for you know um, a pretty small in-house team. So everybody just kicks ass on it. We work with some really great outside partners. We have some budgets to bring in illustrators um, from all over the country. Uh, that have uh, Margaret Kimball and uh, you know all, all sorts of really really great people. That uh, a lot of people I'm sure, maybe even some people that have been on this podcast have yeah. <laughs> contributed something or yeah. will be.
0: No, that's awesome. um, I remember, I remember one of the things that stood out to me was y'all's process for that too. And I, mm -hmm. so when I came through, um, and, and what Victor wouldn't tell you about that is that he had also slammed us with a very big project due that next Monday, but then he took us out for a few hours and it was awesome. It was awesome. But I was like, man, I got this project to get done, Victor. When do you think I'm going to do it? Yeah. Um, But no, but I remember going through there and uh, y'all had stuff just pinned to the wall and you're making marks as you're walking by and everything. I remember looking at that and thinking how cool it was because a lot of times for me and part of it. Like I'm not really working at the time. I wasn't working on a team. It was just my project, but mm-hmm. it just lives on the computer the whole time. And I think having it printed out and being able to actually see it and, and see yeah. how it's going to interact, uh, yeah. it, it really, it changes things. So that's yeah. that something you like you push for is the whole team on board with that or, or how does that work?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, the, the other side of that too, is, um, you know, as designers, You know, it's a little piece of you, you know, we hold on to our little pets, you know, and uh, when you put it up on the wall and you put it out there, that's when the magic happens with your team, and the talent that's around it. Because people look at things differently and a project gets better from those diverse viewpoints, right? You may think of something a certain way, but having different people look at it, that's what, you know. where we really start making some things happen so um you have to you have to be willing to put it up there i mean that's the kind of people i want on this team and that's something i learned from push um and mark and john over there i mean that's just that's the bible is the you know the the cork walls and the work has to go up and everyone is welcome to kind of um contribute to uh you know feedback um, yeah open critique all that kind of stuff and we have you know we've built built that same kind of culture here Um, Just because I do think in the end, the work is better when multiple people can sort of weigh in and you use the talents of the people on this team and any team really um, to kind of help make that work better. So you got to have a little bit of thick skin. You have to be willing to kind of take the criticism, but in the end, you'll come away with a point of view that you didn't think about if you were just working on your own.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I had a really good conversation. It would have been by now maybe three episodes back with Kyle Harder about that um, mm-hmm. and, and talking about, especially because my la- my very last semester in the design program was when COVID was starting. Um,
1: yeah.
0: <clears throat> excuse me. So I was working on my thesis project for Victor and we're doing special problems and all that. Um, and just talking about like the, the difference in not getting feedback. And I was lucky that we had made it through those like initial phases. So I already had feedback. Yeah. Uh, but looking at that compared to like the semester before, um, you know, my work got so much better just from talking to people. And and it wasn't always that I was asking for feedback. Uh, sometimes a friend would come up and be like, hey, that looks like a horseshoe. And I'd be like, oh, great. That's a really <laughs> good idea. I should do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. so much of it is just that kind of casual. But but yeah. I also think, like you said, being willing and like open to not only the critique, but putting it out there and just kind of yeah. letting go of it at that point and saying, OK, now yeah. how can we make it better? Um, yeah. and, and And that's that's hard. That can be really you know, so, hard. The,
1: well, yeah, the converse of what you said about the horseshoe is like, oh, damn, it does look like a horseshoe. Right. Shit. You know? Right,
0: right. <laughs> and that's how you get so deep into it and you just don't Not see trying it. trying to do
1: that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, diving a little deeper into your role as the creative director at UCF Marketing, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. just from kind of a broad sense, what all does your job kind of entail? What What are you responsible for? What does your day to day look like?
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm basically sort of the keeper of the brand and the brand. Uh, evangelizer you know like we have yeah. to make sure that um a little bit of the brand police as well um but just making sure that the, the work that we've established in a brand platform and, and really to, to kind of jump into a little bit of that background is um you know uh, to do really good work you have to have a solid platform you have to have the foundation of what the brand stands for you have to know that it's verified through your audiences. And that usually comes through some sort of research. Mm -hmm. So, um, having that understanding and then building that personality and those platforms and pillars Mm -hmm. off of that, and then keeping an eye on it and making sure that all the work that subsequently comes after that answers to that, you know, you sort of put the North star in the sky. Right. And, Mm -hmm. um, and that's just that's part of the game i mean otherwise you're just trusting your gut and you're just kind of like guessing at things and everybody's opinion has sort of equal value but if you have that sort of platform work done and that genuine 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 understanding across the board that Mm -hmm. this is who we are and what we believe then Mm -hmm. all the subsequent work behind that comes uh makes life easier you know and and it has to align so it's really kind of Uh, Keeping an eye on that uh, for the most part Mm -hmm. and making sure that we stay true there, but also um, it's keeping a team energized as well. It's kind of fostering imagination with them. And um, my old uh, creative director, Chris Robb, had a great saying about, you know, establishing a brand platform. And it's like, once you make the, the box smaller, it's easier to think outside of it, you know. So mm-hmm. we have our box established, you know, so now we think about ways that we can kind of move around within that and also sort of come up with some ideas that maybe outside of it but still apply. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that that's all part of the kind of the big picture stuff of of, of what we do as uh, yeah. creative directors, I think. And I'm you know, it's not anything unique to UCF. In fact, I think it's just sort of Creative Direction 101 is to help right. establish those things and then uh, you know. Enforce it, I guess. Enforce such yeah. a bad word. You know, Sounds
0: like so that. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I know what you mean. Um, no, yeah, I, you know, and I, I, look at that, and again, obviously, that's much bigger of a scale than what I would be talking about. But in GDSA, I remember when I stepped into that president position. And really, in general, I remember thinking like what I learned the most was actually not really about design. It was about yeah. that teamwork and and yeah. and how to try to like be that leadership and try to help keep people, you know, Hey, we got this, we can do this, that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. and, and that's, I mean, that's hard. I think that's something that I don't know. I mean, as a creative director, you obviously kind of have to have a knack for that and you have to be figure out and i guess it's part of it is just like knowing your team and and yeah like showing them like hey i'm here because i care about what we're doing i care about what you're doing like i'm here to support yeah. you and making sure that that is kind of like on the up and up with everything um so well, there's a lot side of just design that goes into it
1: to that point you know it's like uh is that saying you know to, to be unclear is to be unkind you know so you yeah. want to be good to your team to get the best work on so you have to clarify all that stuff for them and um, I mean, it was a, it was a process here when I started and part of what I was brought in to do was to sort of help get the UCF brand sorted out, um, mm-hmm. and worked with some great people and leadership on my team and, and, and my AVP and another guy who was kind of had strategy up and we dug into, um, listening to all our audiences, you know, the first thing first is like, well, we think we know this about ourselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but how do we know for sure? That's when you go out and talk to people. Um, and, and UCF's problems are unique to um, any big entity, not necessarily higher ed. Um, ours were the product of growing very fast right. over a short period of time. And people just kind of doing the best they could with, with the, what they had available. You know,
2: Right. what right. That
1: happens is just things kind of get, you know, scattered all over the place and, um, you know, all sorts of different sets of rules and logos and everything else that happened. So the first thing was, but, you know, to back up is to kind of talk to people and that means faculty and staff and alumni even people in the community leaders around partners uh, in the corporate spheres and ask them what they thought about UCF and you know uh, and then take all that information back in and then synthesize sort of a platform out of that right. the good news is what we thought about ourselves um, aligned with what other people did too it's basically that we're kind of a youthful modern institution
2: mm-hmm.
1: um or entrepreneurial you know we have sort of this um we're not tied to hundreds of years of ivy covered wall traditions stuff. Right. You know, people think of us as sort of you know bold and modern so so anyway uh you know once we had that established well then you're off to the races you know then every decision you make moving forward um, you know the leadership has signed off on this research and this platform and mm-hmm. you know lots of iterations of the decks that we put into that just to get to that point right you know now all that platform informs all the design work moving forward so um and that's kind of where we are now and we're about two or three years into sort of the refresh of the brand and mm-hmm. excuse me it seems to be um you know, feels right you know and that's some yeah. of the feedback i've heard is that you know it feels like ucf finally has kind of found its voice a little bit and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um feels like the place that i go to feels like the place that i you know i went to or i partner with um, so to me that's a big compliment i think when people say that that it feels right now
2: yeah because
1: um, that's kind of the layman's terms of like saying it's on brand <laughs> right <laughs> you know? right so yeah. but you know but that manifests itself in lots of different ways not just the design stuff you know that the social voice uh we have there um you know, the tv commercials that we do
2: mm-hmm.
1: um the, the, every video we make uh you know the, the writing that goes from the content team that goes into pegasus and everything else so yeah like i said it, it's big man starting at yeah. the start is it's incredibly important i think in doing any sort of creative endeavor
0: yeah well i was gonna say so i was i, I was i got my first vaccine today so i'm half vaccinated and i got it at ucf because i just graduated my brother is i guess he's not really a freshman anymore but he's coming up right behind me so yeah, he really congrats, wanted to get it right. at ucf yeah so yeah, uh so we went up there and got that and on my way out i saw one of the buses and i don't think i've ever seen it before mm. um and that's like just one little piece of it right yeah, but it's like right. it's a new design and i look at it and yeah it just kind of like you're saying like it just felt like it fit it fit the brand and i look at cool a lot of different things like, you know, whether it's the athletics and I know they're kind of like a separate thing. Right. But Mm -hmm. all of the different voices within UCF do, they just feel like they kind of have that same, that same voice. And I feel like almost to an extent, like you were talking about, right. You have to see how other people feel about it. Cause I think you have to like, like, you can't just throw anything out there and make it stick. Like they have to believe it too. They have to believe what we're saying about UCF or else everybody's going to say, well, I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't really line up. Um, so yeah, that's a, a, a big undertaking, a big feat, but it, it definitely does. And I maybe came into it, I guess, once you guys had already had your feet under you a little bit, because it's always yeah. just kind of felt that way to me. Um,
1: yeah. but well, but yeah, I, I inherited I, I inherited a really good team that already yeah. had a good understanding. I'm not saying like I came in and kind of like saved the day.
0: Right. Like they right, were right.
1: on the path, we just kind of helped, you know, narrow that focus down and yeah. really hone it. Um, and that's really one of the reasons why I, I came here from push was that it seemed like, you know, um, the path we are on the path already, especially right. with the team here. I, I can't say enough about the great team yeah. that I inherited. In fact, funny side note is, um, Lauren waters is my, uh, associate creative director here.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, years ago at push, you know, she's been here at UCF for, um, over 10 years, I believe now. Yeah. And I tried to recruit her away from UCF. i oh, like, that's you got to so come funny. work to push, man, because you got it. Like, you yeah. kill her, you know, work. And I sent her these nice long emails and flattered her and all this stuff. And I got nothing, man. She just like, who is this? She ghosted me. So it's funny when I started here, I'm like, well, we're working together. Uh, you know, but you, we did it your way. You know,
0: <laughs> I <laughs> had to come
1: so join you in order for us to, you know, work together, work as a team. That but, is so. Funny. She's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. No, it's kind of a funny thing, but I'm like, yeah. you never responded back. And she could tell all, I'm sorry. I just that.
0: <laughs> That's so great. funny. I, somehow I'm sure Victor's in it. I always say if Victor tells someone to do something, they'll yeah. do it. So I'm sure uh-huh. he, he did something in all of that. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> fresh, you do not want to go work with those jerks. <laughs> that's
0: so funny. That's funny. Um, so we kind of touched on it earlier a little bit, talking about kind of getting into the video and really just any medium that UCF mm-hmm. Marketing would be responsible for. Um, but how much do you get involved in different mediums? And I guess to what extent? So whether that's the communication side, video, anything outside of design, how much do you kind of get your hands into that?
1: Yeah, um, as, as much as I can, um, because I do think I'm sort of responsible for you know in this role that's part yeah. of my job description is to be responsible for it so um i probably stick my nose in too many places but um <laughs> uh but you know I, i'm that guy that reminds everybody that hey this does this feel like us is this the right way to say this is this um and i have i have a great colleague uh on the content side uh laura cole who who mm-hmm. handles most of the writing and her team of writers and uh, our social team uh, is is under her as well and you know we um we see we're, we're very on you know on the, on the same level together with yeah. uh, the way we think and she gets it um so i don't have to sort of be as nosy on that side i'm kind of more concerned now with the visual side and right. the d- design marketing side
2: yeah
1: um because i think the voice is is dialed in really really great and there's uh we have some great writers over there in- uh, brie watson who also worked with me at push who did, yeah. was able to pull over here she's uh she's a great advertising senior copywriter just great concept person but so um it all is kind of working together i like like i said i don't have to do it as much now but it's important to you know um we're growing you know we're, we're doing a podcast now ourselves called nights do that and oh, it's that's basically awesome. a podcast that shed its light on all the really cool things that are happening around the university. That, that's the fun part of this job is, I mean, it's so big and there's so many smart people working here in so many different areas. And um, part of what Laura and I struggle with really is like uncovering, finding those people. Like there's some person in the lab somewhere right now doing something that's gonna blow your mind. Right. And it's like, we need to find out about that. We need to tell the world about it because that's stuff that really, you know kind of helps us as an institution, our rankings, um, you know, all the, all the kind of nuts and bolts stuff about what makes a university great, right. but it's also great from an affinity standpoint. Um, the, our audiences love to hear that stuff. Our alumni love to hear that stuff. Yeah. You know, that's what gives them pride in us and helps them donate back to, um, to the school and come to football games and talk us up and form partnerships and hire, you know, grads and everything else. So, um, yeah, I kind of got off on a tangent there, but
0: yeah, no, that's good. Uh, that's good. It's a lot of
1: things. It's but the big yeah. picture stuff is, is sort of, you know, it's still marketing and it still needs to be the voice has to be right and the look and feel has to sort of be in there. So, right. yeah, I try to I try to touch as much as I can. If it's going to be outward facing and people are going to see it, then we need to make sure it's right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and like I said, I mean, I feel like y'all do a great job of that Um and, and kind of touching on that point and talking about sort of the team around you. Right. Uh, when you're looking to bring someone new onto the team, whether they're designers, mm-hmm. filmmakers, communication, whatever, whatever it is, right? Um, what do you look for that kind of makes somebody stand out to you that says, yeah, they feel like maybe they they fit here?
1: Yeah. Um, well, talent is first and foremost um, yeah. for me. Uh, you have to be good. Um, a lot of people, well, maybe not so much anymore, but an in-house team used to sort of have like a little bit of a lesser, you know, sort of level of uh you know notoriety to it i guess in an agency you know and only only certain people did but i think that's less and less now. i think there's some really killer in-house teams that are happening but when i came here that's the first thing i told these guys it's like we're competing not with other institutions you know we want to win awards and do all that stuff but you know we're competing against ad agencies and and design shops and everybody else that does really good work right there's no reason why you know the work we do for ucf can't be on that level so Mm Talent is the first thing you got. You got to have some chops. You got to be, you got to be good at your job, um, highly skilled. And I think some ambition is important too, um, uh, that you want to be better. You want to improve your portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, You want to contribute to this place, but you also want to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something you know, I, it's a little odd to hear, but I'm actually, I encourage my team to use this place to do something greater like there's no greater compliment to me as a creative director is that when somebody leaves to go do a job that's better than this one or a rank right. up or some more responsibility or <laughs> yeah or something yeah. um because i think then you know we've done our job right we're doing great work um right and i, I inherited that kind of philosophy from push push is kind of the same way we hire people young with talented and then they'd go off and do great things and i mean the you know, the roster of folks that that came through that place that are off doing killer stuff is, yeah. is pretty impressive. So, um, that's the same way I feel here that, uh, you know, and the ambition part of it, the talent is going to take you places where you want to go. How can I help you do that? How can I help you make a great portfolio while also doing great work for UCF? Yeah.
2: Um,
1: and then I think, you know, there's, um, you know, you have to be a giving kind of person. You have to have uh, some excitement for being on a team, right? Um, genuine sort of empathy for your coworkers and, and and putting the team first a little bit. Although that's kind of counter to being selfish, I guess, and working for <laughs> yourself. But but I do think you know the, the we grow together as a team when everybody's sort of on the same page and got each other's back. So yeah, um, yeah. I don't want you know a super individualistic type, type person who's just in it for themselves. But right. Um, but. Uh, That I think at the end of the day, and I tell this to young designers all the time is that your work is all you have really in this career like it's great you have a cool personality and that you're really fun and everything but. The thing that's going to lead you to success and the things you want to do is your work man you got to have a great portfolio and put it in there put it in the work um, and grind it out. If if you can't find it at your job, then do it on the side or or figure out a way. But because like I said, all all you got at the end of the day is like that portfolio link, you know, so. Yeah. So we work towards that.
0: I think thinking about people that are ambitious as well, I I think that also leads like if someone is ambitious versus someone who like say isn't right, they're Mm going to be a better asset to the team because they want their work to be better. It's going to improve the work of other people. Maybe, you know, that ambition leads to a new idea a new way to approach it. So Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I I think that's important. And obviously I'm not in the position to be hiring anyone. I keep thinking I'd love to hire someone to like edit this podcast for me, but uh, I'm not there yet. So
1: one day it's going to happen for you one
0: day. I hope so. I hope so. Either that, or I'll just stay like smaller my entire life, but I'll keep doing it. (laughs) I, I was thinking about it the other day. Day, I was like I wonder how many episodes I could put out in my lifetime if I keep it weekly and I I, dude, think I, yeah. I only came yeah. up with like 2,000 and that's a lot but for my whole <laughs> life I was a little bit surprised I don't know um,
1: right there you got an ambition out the wazoo dude you're gonna be <laughs> fine
0: yeah that's great <laughs> I appreciate it <laughs> Um, and so then kind of summing up this whole first half, right? Uh, so you've worked a little bit, you've done some freelance work. You've, you've worked, mm-hmm. um, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong again, but I believe you've worked as an individual designer or at least more in a traditional mm-hmm. design role and then also creative direction. Um, yeah. so what have you found to be the biggest difference between the two? Obviously one, you're responsible for the whole brand. Uh, but I guess maybe outside of that, anything deeper, that's kind of the big, the big differences.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah see the difference between being a creative director and a designer well uh, kind of less designing unfortunately yeah yeah <laughs> uh which i miss and and i kind of think that's what what feeds my freelance work you know it's like i still like to keep my hands and i still want to keep my chops up i still want to learn new things um again it, it, i think it's important to when you talk to your team that you understand how to walk with them as well. Yeah, yeah. So, but unfortunately I think in, in the role of creative direction and stuff, you, there's just more, other there's other things to do than It's not the best use of your time always to just be, you know, grinding out layouts or logos or whatever.
2: Yeah,
1: Um. Yeah. So yeah, I think it's, you know, there's, there's less of that sort of selfish sort of like, I wanna do something because I, you know, I wanna do something for myself and make something look cool and, you know, right. get that sort of, uh ego boost that you we all get you know when we do something yeah. great and it's well received um so like a, like i mentioned before like uh you just kind of grow to, to enjoy that when your team succeeds you know that you you get that same sort of satisfaction out of that in fact it's even more fulfilling i think than yeah than the first kind of like yay give myself a pen on the back and you know people like it and stuff but i think it, it lasts or it, it resonates in a different way when your team's successful and you see yeah. somebody grow, you know that you've helped in a, in a mentor in kind of way. So
0: Right, right. Absolutely. Well with that, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to talk about Ron's work on the Sunny's barbecue rebrand and his experience as a freelancer. <laughs> Welcome back everyone. So Ron, I want to talk about the Sonny's barbecue rebrand. And I was telling you before we jumped on and started recording, uh, how much my family loves Sonny's barbecue. <laughs> and I've talked also on the Not show, long. if, if there's any OG listeners from way back in the day, uh, I have talked about how my girlfriend, uh, works worked now at mission barbecue. Um, and then, cause I had, I had Mike Jones on a while mm-hmm. ago. And I, yeah. he, again, he must've been episode five, but we had a whole conversation about barbecue. Um, oh, yeah. And, and yeah. you know, he's, he's probably a little bit more Southern than I am. So yeah, uh, I right. think he, he takes whatever he says about it. He wins automatically. Yeah, yeah. But all this being said, big fan of barbecue, specifically Sonny's. Um, I know right you, you talked, uh, at citrus space about this. And so I kind of do know a little bit of the background behind mm-hmm. what went into that. Um, but I guess just broad picture, uh, What all went into the rebrand? What deliverables and and brand elements did you work on, I guess? What was it that was kind of expected of you to kind of give as the final project?
1: Yeah, um, well, it was a lot um, to start with. Um, We started, like I mentioned before, kind of the similar process that we went through with UCF. You know, um, that's something, you know, push is pretty masterful at yeah is understanding the audience really understanding a client understanding what needs to change um and you know that it was a motivator for sunny's and i think i mentioned you know we were talking before the show it's like Sunny's needed to change just because um you know they had been the same for so long and right. they were appealing to an older and older kind of demographic and folks that just like their 699 all you can eat buffet and yeah um, literally their customers were sort of dying off you know there, yeah. were, there was no kind of young people that wanted to go to Sunny's and sit around wagon wheels you know and right. um, you know and eat this stuff and so uh the thing that we gravitated to as a team that Sunny's had in spades and it's something like with barbecue people are very passionate about it
2: yeah um
1: it, you know it, yeah you don't fool with it but <laughs> the thing that Sunny's had it was this authenticity. They had been yeah. around for over four years, you know, and like all these new and barbecue was having a moment. You know, I guess it's probably ten years ago now. You know, like the Franklins of the world were popping up, and the shows yeah. on TV and competitions and all that stuff were really starting to fix. So Sonny's got smart about it, and it's like we're we're jumping in right now to make this the motivation for a change, I guess. And um, you know, they leaned on that history. It's like yeah all these new places are popping up like they killed to say they've been around for 40 years i mean that yeah that's you know what you're doing when you've been around right, for 40 years right. you know so we kind of flipped that old stodgy into like no man like these guys got it they know what they're doing they have for you know decades yeah um so once we kind of like uncovered that authenticity thing like that was really the kind of the taking off point where like all right, well, we're going to start featuring the pit masters, um, mm-hmm. as these masters of the craft. Like these are the guys that Sonny's, you know, we're going to push them up front. Um, we're going to feature them. And, you know, most of the advertising, you're going to know them by name. You're going to go to your local Sonny's and you're going to meet the pit master. And he's going yeah. to talk to you about, you know, how he does what he does or how she does what she does. And, you know, you can just geek out on barbecue with these people because they have such a really great, uh, instincts for it and stuff. So, yeah. That was sort of like the, you know, the creative jumping off point. Um, and that infused into everything, like the authenticity part of it was not only in sort of a design language we developed, but um, Kevin Harrell, the CD there now who's writer, on uh, most of the stuff, you know, he really found a great voice uh, for that. And, um, you know, you, you don't, you you don't need fancy buzzers and timers, you know, when you've been doing as long as we have, you just need a little thing called intuition, you know, those kinds of like lines. Yeah. "Yeah, Hell yeah. They're home runs. Um, so, uh, that meant all the touch points. We worked with a really great, uh, architectural firm, uh, Mark Unger kind of led a lot of this work, but, um, uh, and redesigning the stores, you know, so we had all these customer experiential touch points that we got to affect, yeah, um, all the way down to the in-house stuff, or the that the team got to, you know, um, got inspired by, and in their their different programs that they did for their employees. I even, you know, we worked on um, uh, their philanthropy project mm-hmm. uh, that was a big thing. Um, that uh, uh, you know, I loved working on that kind of thing. Again, uh, just every sort of contact point that the public had with Sonny's we got to affect even yeah. down to like the music in the yeah. stores because they were yeah. playing a lot of like kind of like thin kind of a new country kind of vibe and just you know very poppy and like we, we just pulled all that back you know and again sort of being a music guy it was like well if we're going to be authentic you know we got to start getting some real people in here the you know, right. history behind the stuff and bringing in sort of the Stevie Ray Vons and a little more of the bluesier kind of country background and, um but keeping that spirit to it and a little bit of that uh kind of rebel edge that sonny had himself when he started you know right Um, so anyway uh, and the great thing was sonny's still around you know and uh, um you know and getting his blessing on everything and working Mm -hmm. with the whole team it was just a real real fun project and probably the the deepest i've ever worked on something i think as far as like just consumer touch points from back of house to front of house and everything in between uh, it was yeah. really, really fun and, and i think the push team really excelled and um you know i think it, it really helped kind of solidify them as just kind of masters of you know kind of the rebrand and uh, i think a lot of the work that they've gotten subsequently is, is because of that so.
0: yeah yeah well i'll tell you your rebrand worked because uh my family walked in one time <laughs> must have been shortly after y'all rebranded and uh my brother went in, he saw this little pig, in yeah. like a little merch section that had never yeah. been there before. And he goes, oh, <laughs> shoot, I want to buy this. And he still yeah. has it. It's probably sitting on his desk oh. right now. So yeah. there you go. You're you go. converting. You got that return Ring the cash register. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I also remember a super random memory about Sonny's. Uh, one of the hurricanes in the last few years came through and my power was out, I think, and so we went out to like go get food and we went to a completely random Sunny's that wasn't my Sunny's. And it's mm-hmm. kind of like a you know, your publics kind of thing. Like yeah, yeah, I have my yeah. Publix and I have the layout and I went in and it was yeah. weird. It was just like this big open place. Yeah. They hadn't rebranded yet or anything. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah. It was I'm a slow sure, process.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they benefited from the rebrand. It felt I'm sure it would have felt more normal. It felt real weird when I went in there.
1: Yeah, oh, it nice. was a it's a process because like I said, you know, it wasn't without resistance. Um yeah. not only from some of the, you know, the, the audience like don't mess with my barbecue, like right. I love this now, you know, and we had to kind of give some of that up in order to kind of, you know, reinvigorate, you know, uh kind of the new school people a little bit. But um and even some franchisees, you know, that we worked with that. Um I mean, it wasn't broken in their, their minds. I mean, there's right. tons of through the Southeast and, you know, those sunnies that are off of I-75, you know, uh, and, you know, they're, they're raking it in. Those guys are doing fine. Like, why, yeah. why am I going to invest in this when, like I said, I, I'm profitable and I'm doing okay. And yeah, you know, well, as part of the brand, you know, you, we're going to do even better. And, uh, you know, we got to look at, you know, the, the way the, the things are changing and you either got to keep up or, you know, you're going to kind of die. So
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: But Yeah, um, it was a real, real fun process and, and very eye opening. And we learned we all learned a ton going through yeah. it, and I think incre- incredibly, uh, uh, successful. And even the Sunny's team, I think themselves, you know, we learned a lot together. Yeah,
0: I think that's a, a really good example of a project that for me, um, again, I heard you give the talk at Citrus Ways that I think opened my eyes to a lot of it, um, mm-hmm. but just kind of seeing. The power of, I guess, creative direction, not so much strictly design, because like you kind of talked about, there's a lot of different stuff that went into it. Um, Mm -hmm. But just being able to see like all the different things you can kind of have access to, like you, you redesign the whole building, you redesign, like you said, the user experience, there's different things. I mean, y'all got uh, wood up now stacked up right like the wood you're mm-hmm. using for the smoker and everything i mean yep. that's such a small touch right that doesn't really yeah. like in in execution i feel like it doesn't take too much but it's the idea of it and, and yeah. being able to kind of see that and like you said kind of tie that brand together um i yeah. think that's a really cool kind of case study to kind of see how creative direction can really overhaul something yeah. Um, yeah definitely a really cool project i think one of my favorite ones i've been able to talk about on the podcast i'm biased i love barbecue but
1: you yeah oh <laughs> yeah uh, hey i'll
0: probably be back in the next couple of weeks i go all the time <laughs>
1: yeah we're probably making people hungry yeah
0: i know i know i should be like sponsored by sunny's i'll reach out and be like i'll have yeah, a referral code give them a coupon
1: <laughs> i know a few that's so funny help you out there yeah that's so funny
0: <laughs> um and so then how much does working with a company like sunny's differ from working with a smaller company uh you know and, and i don't know i'm not overly familiar with Push's work so i don't know how much you <sighs> get to get into that or even in your freelance work um i imagine it's very different but but how much has it differed in your experience?
1: Um, I think there's a a certain level of sophistication with, uh, with larger companies that have maybe been through the process a little bit before and understand what works. And, um, you know, laying, again, having that sort of brand platform to work on. Yeah. We did a lot of like sort of new campaigns for people, you know, it's like, well, here's us as a business, but we just need some new campaigns. And we, you know, we have ideas in spades. So we, you know, we, we'd knock things out, but, You know, where you really start to affect things is when you start changing the brand or refreshing things or helping uh, a company kind of reintroduce itself. Yeah. So I think, you know, the history is probably the big difference between like, you know, a younger, smaller company and, uh, you know, an older, larger company, possibly, um, and having that sort of, a little bit more sophistication as to like what what can happen because with small companies what happens and, and i deal with this a lot in my freelance work too is you're typically dealing with somebody who's a really hard-working entrepreneur right? right somebody who had a vision and a ton of ambition and like by god by their own hand they made it happen right right so and then you bring somebody from the outside who's like well i think x y and z could really help you and they're just like oh no way you
2: know right like right. where does
1: that come from what do you base that on like, and so that you have to have this whole sort of like deconstruction of why it works how we can help make it better and those are places where like you know the brand sprints and and sort of those sort of like well let's talk to somebody and see what they think so it's not my opinion versus your opinion it's like here's your customers here's what they think right so um but and you can't fault them because like i said that 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 got them there you know that of hard work and like i trust in my gut this you know the last 10 years and it's got me here you know so it's like why would i change you know well Mm. Maybe we should listen. So Yeah. But.
0: I also think to a degree, you get to a point where maybe, you know, you're growing to the extent that like, okay, well now you're reaching new audiences. You need to figure out how to bring the core of your brand and make yeah. it fit more people. So yeah. to a degree, it's just kind of like at a certain point, you're going to have to make some changes. Yeah, And, and I, I see what you're saying. That would be hard. Like I look at it. Well, that, like, yeah, it, it, That's I, why they're there. Like yeah. we're having
1: this conversation with you because of something like that. Right, so, but the default is is a little bit of like,, mm, I don't know if you guys know what I know, you know, yeah, and, uh, I do know, you know, I know better, or that kind of perception right. a little bit, but, but we would have what well, you just said, we'd have to have those conversations, well oh, well, things would change in, and, and you know, yeah, but it, I think that's just a little bit of you know um growing pains, I think, for some smaller or newer companies, a little bit, so
0: yeah, yeah,
1: we usually work through that and have some successes, and then you know uh things change, and everybody learns,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and so then looking as we're kind of wrapping up, talking about Sunny's uh, Sunny's barbecue rebrand, how much creative freedom did you have on that? Were you, were you kind of given like, here's what we got for you, go do your thing or were there sort of like parameters that were in place that kind of limited you a little bit?
1: Yeah. Parameters are the lifeblood of good ideas. Um, because when things are too wide open, when somebody comes to you and says, I don't care, you gotta do whatever you want. Yeah, so that's like a death sentence, and it's really not that fun. It always seems like yeah. a designer, like I don't want anybody telling me what to do. But really, as you kind of grow and like get a little bit more sophisticated about the process that you're doing and the problems you're trying to solve, parameters are what make you do your best work. Right. Like I said before, like Chris Robb's thing, you know, make the box smaller so you can think outside of it. So yeah. So making the box small with Sonny's was like, okay, we're going to focus on this on the authenticity thing, and uh, you know, kind of putting our pit masters out front. Um. So once we you have that, we, we did have creative freedom. We had all kinds of creative freedom, and we had all sorts of ideas. And um, you know, we built a competition team along with Sunnys and promoted the hell out of them. They would drive all over the southeast, and they were winning. You know, and yeah. People was like, "This guys, they don't know what they're doing. They're the old, you know, corporate Sunnies." They're you know, but no, we were coming in. We had, they brought some great talent, some new guys in that. Like, could make some damn good barbecue. And yeah. you know, so like, that was something that sort of gave them even more sort of credibility in the space when they start winning competitions, um, you know, against these kind of boutique guys. Uh, so again, we had ideas all over the place and, and what those things, how they manifested in different, uh, forms around that theme of sort of authenticity. So yeah, they're a great client to work with in that regard because once we sort of established that, um, that platform you know the more ideas the better you know right uh, they they had competitions internally with their own pit masters for new menu items which somebody's hadn't changed their menu in like forever
2: right know? right i
1: was like this is what works Oop, you know but um they brought these guys in and now these guys are you know they're they're talented creative pit masters and, and cooks in their own right and you know like the idea for, uh, the redneck egg rolls, I think was something oh, yeah. that somebody brought oh, to yeah. them. you know, it's a favorite, you know, now it's a permanent menu option, but we got to sit in on all those things and help them think of names for things and, uh, you know, give our opinion.
2: It's and, awesome. Yeah. You
1: know, how can we market that you know, Yeah, stuff like that? So, um, yeah, have competitions where fans voted on three new sandwiches and which one was going to be the fan favorite When you know, all sorts of promotional things like that. I think, um, Uh, was just part of that wide gamut of of creativity.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, And and then to transition a little bit over more towards uh, freelance, uh, you know, a lot of people freelance. I think this is going to be cool. Mm -hmm. My biggest question is how working as a creative director has influenced your freelance uh, career, how how it, I guess, influenced how you approach freelance jobs.
1: Yeah. Yeah um well again i think it's just having a better understanding of the whole process and really yeah. what's important versus somebody coming to you and says say that i need a whatever a website a brochure or whatever right okay give me your logo and let me work on you know well it's asking why you know it's like why what are the what's the problem we're trying to solve here and right not Just like you might think you need this but um if you talk if we talk about the problem maybe i can help you solve it in a different way um So, I think having that big picture um, sort of perspective on things and, you know, what is your brand about, Uh, you know, what do you guys stand for, what's your why, why, you know, all those kind of things. What's the problem being solved versus just like, I'm so excited. I think, you know, when we all started out earlier as a freelancer, I get a job. I was just so excited to have a job. uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. What do you need? Sure, sure. I'll knock out, you know, five different iterations of this and they'll all be different, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's a waste of time, you know, the older you get and the kind of more you learn about this stuff, it's like, well, we don't need to necessarily do that. If Right. Uh, and I like to say, like, you know, if you can have the client kind of walk the path with you all the way to the end, to the, you know, it's not this mysterious problem that you have to solve where they tell you what they need and you, you take a bunch of notes and you go off and you hammer on your computer for a week or two. And then that's the worst thing you do is to show up with some boards and be like, ta-da. What yeah. You, you know, it's just... a it's a recipe for disaster. But if you do start at the start with them and talk about those problems you're trying to solve together and what you stand for, and well, if this and this equal this, well, then the logical sort of solutions are gonna be something like this. What do you think about that client? Yeah, I think you're right on. Okay, yeah. great. Well, I'm gonna take that and I'm gonna iterate on that a little bit. What do you think about that? Okay, here's some early stage sketches. What do you think about this? Yes. So then by the time you get to the finished product, you're set yourself up for success, you know, because you've got, you've come to the logical kind of solution. Now there may be different ways to color that, right. know, different ways to sort of express that, but the nugget of the idea should sort of something be like, yeah, yeah, that's, this is great. It's what we talked about. Right. I think it's really going to work. So that was the biggest thing I think from that I've learned kind of over the years is, is just to, to not just, uh, rely on your whiz bang design skills, you know, to kind yeah. of impress somebody, but more of the strategy and the thinking behind things and then yeah. executions take care of themselves sort of.
0: Yeah. Well, cause I imagine, right. So you're some small company, you got your logo you ask for a rebrand, right? So you start doing the rebrand and then you just show up, I don't know, a month later and you're like, here's yeah. the logo. And they're like, that's nothing mm-hmm. like what I have. Yeah. And they don't get it. But like you're saying, yeah. when you walk them through and yeah. it's almost like reinforcing subconsciously. It's like, hey, this is what I'm doing. You like this, right? And I mean, not that you're trying to change their mind,
1: but (laughs) just making sure
0: they get it along the way.
1: Right. Well, I want it selfishly because I don't want to waste time. You know, like I want to increase my chances for success. And the only way to do that is to include them in it. It's a partnership. It's not just like you're a vendor and, you know, knock my socks off. Well, I mean, you might get lucky and I got lucky. And I think you probably in the same boat, like you've done things like that where you're like, well, they like it. I don't know if it's right, but they like it. Yay. You no, know, yeah. move on, whatever, you know, but, you know, I think that's sort of, again, sort of like a little bit of an amateur sort of uh, way to look at designing things and, right. you know, in a freelance sense. I think there's bigger problems to solve and that's the real value that you bring to the table. It's your ability to think differently, right. apply what you know about not only marketing and techniques, but design and what works and what resonates with people and is on trend and will talk to your audience the right way. You know, all those things that we kind of, we sort of take for granted as designers that we just sort of get, um, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's important to take them with you and explain that along with your client as you walk through this whole process. So.
0: Right. It kind of gets back, like you were saying, when you are a young designer, right? You're just excited to have the job and you're like, oh shoot, I'm gonna get paid for this. This is awesome. And you're just kind of happy to be doing that. But yeah, like when when you start to get older, whether you're freelancing on the side and you have something else, or if you just have more jobs, a job, it almost becomes more than just money. It's like, well, I'm here to solve something. So let's figure it Mm -hmm. out. Um, And it's, it's almost like a Panic is not the right word, but whenever you're young, it's almost like that—that that initial just oh, I got to get it done. I got to do it. I yeah. got to go, right. and you, you right. start flying, and it's like slow down, take yeah. a breath. Let's let's yeah. think about this first. Um, yeah. yeah, I can In definitely fact, say I've I've been there a lot too. Like you know, just excited to get moving on something. And I just fly. Um, so yeah. I I like yeah. to think as I'm getting older, I'm learning how to not do that as much. Yeah. So and
1: I, and I think just the sophistication of um, sort of people that are coming out of school now that are doing what we do. Yeah. I think they're learning that earlier on versus, yeah. um, you know, however it is, exposure through internet, through things like this, through, right. you know, uh, the behances and the dribbles. People are sharing so much more on yeah. how to do things the right way. In fact, that kind of leads me to a, a tool that I use, and it's, it's a free thing from Google Ventures. And it's like for your freelance, young freelancers, it's uh, the three-hour brand sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an awesome thing to work with. A with a client if you get hired for a job for something like like that sort of a logo iteration or um a rebrand or something like that if you take this three hours and sit down with the de- with the decision makers and work through this it's it's everything we just talked about kind of boiled down really well through the yeah. google ventures team and uh, it's like my you know my ace up my sleeve you know when you pull that thing out with clients and you start walking them through it it's just amazing and eye-opening to them they think it's like some sort of like wow we <laughs> really know your thing. And it's just it's just a process to help you get to those sort of brand platforms, the whys right. and things like that. All those decisions you need to help inform you. Right. In the process. But um yeah, it's a it's a great, it's a great tool.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna have to check it out. I've never heard of it. Um, but it yeah, sounds like yeah. that would be super powerful.
1: Um yeah. so to or, flip
0: the flip the question a little bit on you, uh, what have you learned from your freelance projects that has helped you as a creative director?
1: Um I mean, this is kind of a tough one. It, yeah, it, I think it's mostly time management and yeah. things like that. And, and understanding, I mean, I know, cause I've, I've been through it, but you know, I, sometimes you lose sight of, yeah. And you, uh, of, of how long it takes to do the job. Right. And, um, and <laughs> until you're the one and they're like, damn,
2: yeah, behind. I got this. <laughs> I've been
1: working on this for like four hours and I have nowhere, you know? So like having that sort of, you know, I, I think the hands on. Yeah uh understanding of it a little bit you know uh because it's just me you know yeah Um, and i'm and i'm helping write headlines or social posts and you know that that's the other thing is you kind of become a jack of all trades a little bit when you're freelancing and being a creative director and understanding that uh working with different types of people that specialize in that
2: Mm -hmm. but
1: being able to sort of you know bring a little bit of that uh into a freelance role, I think is like value added uh, yeah. as a creative. So uh, I, I've learned from freelancing that it's, it's okay to sort of offer those things to your client as well. Like, yeah, you, yeah. you hired me because I'm a pretty good designer and I understand the brand, but um, I can also talk to you about this stuff or talk to you about right. this or, or at least maybe turn you on to somebody that can help you uh, right. do those kinds of things too. So yeah, I don't know if that answered the question. Very yeah. Well, but yeah. It's yeah. Kind yeah. Of yeah. Weird.
0: No. And you know, sometimes I ask questions and I stump people. Sometimes, sometimes (laughs) I try not to, but also sometimes I'm like, I have no idea because I've never done it. So I like to ask the question, see what happens. Uh, but that, no, that was awesome. That was awesome. I'm I'm
1: easily stumped. So
0: So then what would you say is the most important skill to have as a freelancer? And I guess this is in your experience, I guess everyone's probably got a little bit different. Um, what have you, what have you found is the most important skill?
1: Um, as a freelancer most important skill <laughs> I guess trusting the process um, yeah. that I talked about because um, it's so easy just to sort of like yeah, I understand how to do this you know like but there's still the process that you need to go to um because when it's just you you know you have to you have to take your own advice you know right you, you, it's not somebody else telling you um you know, how to walk yourself through it so, um yeah I guess that's it you know it's uh it's just sort of trusting the process not jumping ahead to right. something um which I'm prone to do you know I feel like yeah. oh yeah yeah I yeah you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And then do it, you know <laughs> it's still like you learn things along the way um right. and I do try to bring in outside opinions as well yeah. um and that might be my wife some days or, you know, my daughter or something, you know, but she's a designer as well. And she has a good point of view. And yeah, um, I think still bringing people in to, to help you sort of have that your own sort of cork wall moment where you right. talk about things um, is uh, it's important to do because, yeah, you don't want the client telling you, you know, it looks like a horseshoe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to figure that out for of- them.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would, uh, that would wrap it right around. that'd be a big kick in the face. Oh shoot, you're <laughs> right. I see it now. My bad. Yeah, That's
1: funny. Yeah,
0: it uh, still happens So yeah, yeah. Well, before we wrap things up, if you had one piece of advice to give to any creative listening to the show, what would it be?
1: Um I I mean, just kind of be a human, you know, um take care of the people you're working with and you're working for. Um um, I also think there's no substitute for doing the work, um, being yeah. hands-on and getting in there. Um, there's a great uh, Chuck Close, uh, the mm-hmm. artist, his quote, which is, uh, inspiration is for amateurs, you know, yeah. the rest of us just show up and get to work. Yeah. So, you know, if you sit around and pondering things about, you know, waiting for the right moment or waiting for the right piece of software or the right piece of this, you know, like, you got a pencil and a piece of paper. You can start iterating, start getting ideas down. Your ideas are your currency. That's what makes this whole thing go. If you right. don't have those, then everything's just sort of decoration. Right. Uh, so you know, uh that's probably about <laughs> four one things. But
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's okay.
1: But yeah, I, I think just getting to work, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and let trusting yourself to to arrive at some place when an informed place of course but right. um you got to you got to do the work for sure yeah
0: absolutely well with that's that so we're going to wrap up today's show uh but where can everyone find your work Ron
1: um and my website is uh, ronboucher.work uh that's my current portfolio but i also have an instagram called bushbox perfect yeah so you can find kind of that's the day to day i'm on dribble and stuff like that too but um, cool but yeah
0: I, uh, I, I remember this is a side story and I never do this in the outro. We're like mid outro, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, I don't think it was until I asked you to be on this podcast, maybe a little bit before Colby, the former president, when it was my first year in GDSA, uh, I remember we were talking about Citrus Space, and he he was talking about Booshbox or something. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I'm sitting there, and I remember I literally looked at your Instagram researching this episode. I was like, it's Ron Boucher. That's who it is. So just, I don't know, a little funny story, funny moment. Yeah,
1: Um, it's funny. Yeah, That was a nickname that was uh, lovingly given to me by Mark Unger. So I adapted it for my Instagram account. That's funny. That's funny.
0: Uh, well, Ron, a huge thank you for being on the show. Thank you for the patience and the technical difficulties. No, I really no do appreciate you being here. Uh, I think this was an awesome no conversation. I really enjoyed it. And just a big thank you.
1: Yeah. Glad to be a part of it and keep up the good work, Michael. It's I people like you, man, that, that move it forward and put it out there. And like I said, that ambition is, is amazing that you're putting in the work, man. And, you're, and we're all benefiting that. from it, which is awesome. Yeah, I appreciate so it up, that. Brother.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you and, and thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Creatively Brief. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and follow us on social media at Creatively Brief. I'll be back next week with another episode, but until then, have a great week, everyone. I'll talk to you guys in the next one.